welcome to the What I Wish I'd Known podcast. Welcome, girls. Hello. Hello. So we sounded Irish. Leprechauns, then. Brought to you by three 30 something Instagrammers sharing the things we wish we'd known. So I'm Joe from Labella Loves. I'm Lauren from the Parenting Chapter. And I'm Jess, the Fat Funny One. So through our weekly podcast, we're going to be ch- tackling a new topic each week, often with the help with an expert guest, but not always. And uh, we're going to together try and impart some of our li- life lessons. Can't speak today. Life lessons and the things we wish we had known. And this week, it's. Oh, we've got Bella as well today. Sorry, Bella. We should I didn't really say intro Bella. her as well. I'm Bella, the baby. I'm Bella. So if you hear some crunching, munching, squealing, or squeaking, it is not us. <laughs> it's not her mum. It is her. It is Bella. We blame a lot on you, don't we, Bella? We, we do. do. Um, we also think it's really important to start absolutely every episode with the massive caveat that we are not experts. And we are definitely not mental health experts. And there might be things that we're talking about today or any other time that is slightly triggering. If you feel that you need to go and talk to someone, please go and speak to your GP. Or in the show notes, we link to lots of mental health resources. So today it's careers and it's a big topic today, ladies, isn't it? Mm, So we touched on this last week when we were talking about 2018, 2019 and what our goals are and where we're going. Because we're all at a bit of a crossroads. Yes, we are, aren't we, Bella? Yeah, we are. We're all at a bit of a crossroads, so it's 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 an interesting topic. I think we're going to come back and back and back to careers, aren't we? Yeah. Um, because it is so enormous. But we wanted to start diving in and tackling it. Um, so we've all had really varied careers. Personally, I used to be a lawyer. I was a lawyer for the best part of a decade. You were the real life legally blind. She's like my favourite thing. I've got it in. Minutes. It's like my favourite thing about you. Obviously, in, not just the only favourite thing. My favorite thing about but I just, I just, I can just see you in a pink suit, like rocking up to I court. I still have to get that photo. So for new, for new listeners. Um, Jess has pretty much almost 100% got in some sort of reference to Legally Blonde every episode. I'm not sure we've been 100%, but almost. Yeah. And uh, I mentioned on a previous episode that I uh, there is a fancy dress outfit of me with my fluffy pen and my pink suit and looking just like Elle. And honestly, it sounds so rubbish, but it was my kind of motivation <laughs> to become a lawyer and everyone's got these all these lofty goals and I was like no if she can do it I can do it she's bloody fictional Josephine <laughs> but I just oh, I think I like... like the idea I think it's also when people do jobs that you don't expect yeah. And I know that sounds silly because we shouldn't make assumptions, don't judge books by their cover, but I love female engineers. I love seeing yeah. people do, in, you know, working in industries that they wouldn't normally, or people wouldn't normally assume yeah. they work in. And do you know that's exactly what I loved about it? I'd always be in black black cabs and I'd be like, guess what I do? And they'd be like, <laughs> I think you. And then they'd say something, you know, totally, totally not what I do. I mean, obviously, if they're trying to chat me, I'd be like, I think you're a model. I'm like, yes, I am. <laughs> But it was always like the very, I guess, the stereotypically female roles like PR, advertising, you know, all those yeah. roles that, you know, we that lots and lots of women do go into, but never, ever, ever a lawyer. Um, so I always found it amazing. When I studied law at university, I remember sort of like chatting guys up in the clubs and they'd be like, what degree are you doing? And I'd say law. And I remember a few of them. I remember particularly this one bloke who had a boyfriend who really didn't like it. He couldn't handle the fact that I was doing mm. a you know, significantly more academic um, study than him but no I remember this one bloke in a, in a nightclub and I said law and he physically jumped back <laughs> <laughs> like totally intimidated the hell and I was like I like this 
I don't like you. Oh my god, yeah. And it becomes kind of part of your identity as well. Lauren and I were just discussing this before we press record and it was a really you know, you would see the change, the and it was a perceptible change that you could see in somebody's eyes from the you know, first time you meet somebody new, it's a barbecue, friends, blah, 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 whatever. And they ask what you do. And they're so expecting, well, no, not a lawyer. Um, and you say you're a lawyer and you see, the, and it's really bad that it happens, but you see the respect in their eyes suddenly lift. Like, oh, you're not a dumb blonde. You're, you've actually got status. I mean, we do it. I mean, doctors, lawyers, yeah. our society is set up to, oh, I know, she agrees. Bella she's agrees. like, pow- she's like, I think she's going to be like a proper oh, full-blown feminist. She's like screaming no. all of that. No, you can do it. Anyone can do it. And but I, but I kind of loved and loathed that in equal measure. Of why should you just because of the career that I have see me as any different to you did five minutes ago before I started saying that but then I'd also yeah I, I, I loved that I'd done that to somebody and it was pure capital F feminism and like yeah. you know if anyone breaks some balls and I can do it um, did you just to jump in there did you I suppose over time build that status into your I suppose core identity, identity which ah. then kind of goes a bit wonky as we mentioned earlier Absolutely. when you have to at moments like when you decide to have a child mm. when you something does give I don't care mm. what anyone says yes you can find a balance eventually but initially it does doesn't yeah. it did yeah. you find that you thought absolutely. how do I how do I manage this identity yeah. thing and it was yeah absolutely I think you've hit the nail on the head there it was a really really hard thing to manage and also knowing that I was getting to the stage in my life where I wanted to have kids but I felt like I couldn't talk about it at work because that was very much something that was an unspoken possibly definitely going to happen but nobody really wanted it to happen um, as in I wanted it to happen, but everybody else. So, yeah, and it was baked into my identity and then sort of reframing that as then becoming a mum and then becoming a mum because I went back, I had a year maternity leave and then I went back to work for a year. How then that looked and it was really, it really reshapes your, you know, just how you see life. And I, yeah, it, it was it was a huge part and it was something that I took a long time unpicking with my counsellor and working out who I was post lawyer mm. um what happens when you know and 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 saying oh i'm a business owner don't get the same respect and then the change in the eyes but you know there's a certain amount of people going oh i'd love to have done that and then now whatever i do now i mean over christmas so many people saying so what do you do and i'm like i don't know and and also kind of but sort of slightly loving the challenging but why do i need to know what i'm doing and why Completely. why are you trying to put pressure on me and put me in some sort of hole I'm actually so far out on the other side now to say do you know what it's okay just have a rest and see what happens well and I was going to say that to you that you know we are I think programming we go I didn't go to university but you go to university and okay you're going to go and work in an office Mm. we're going to do something that has those set hours Mm. and then you're going to get you're going to be employed because self-employed seems to be something that's not from the off it's no. like a, once you've done your, got your spurs in your employed prison, to, as I yeah. call it, then you can go and do a bit more freedom, you know, and that might have suited someone originally. But mm. I do think it goes back to a conversation around we had earlier. What does work look like for you? Yeah. And it can look like anything, can't it? It doesn't, mm. it's about, I suppose, meeting your objectives. Is it partly going to be financially? Mm-hmm. But, you know, then as a mum, you know, I'm looking at things going, well, actually, do you allow me to be me? 
Yes. And I've never, ever in a million years thought that until now. And if they don't allow me to be me, and that's freedom, my personality, not being obstructive. And I think that's probably also where you're at now is then who am I? And you've been perhaps in roles where you go, this is what I should be doing. But does it oh, suit you? It was imposter syndrome every single day of my life. I felt I was going to get found out. Every single day. Because everyone blags. I blags pretty much oh, yeah. most of my career. Yeah. Um, unless you're going to employ me, my CV is like 100% accurate. <laughs> She's not lied at all. For someone who's not got a job, that was like the dumbest thing I could say. Um, but I think that you do naturally, though, don't you? Like I, in one of my audio books, and it was you kind of have to, to some degree, wing it. Yeah, fake it till you make it. Fake kind it of yeah, thing. and go for the job that's slightly above what you probably could do, oh, and then gosh, learn it. And that's what I've always done. Great. I've always gone for a job that may, might be a bit bigger than you know my current capability, and then I've I've learned how to do but it. I think because that's how else brilliant. do you learn? I think that's brilliant, and. I think it's a slightly different thing what I'm saying, but I think it's brilliant. And I saw something about how the male and female brains work. And when they look at, they did some studies about um, looking at job interviews and the spec. Um, what's it called? A job, job description. Spec. Job, job description, spec. Yeah, yeah. Job interview spec. That sounds, <laughs> sounds it sounded wrong in my head. Um, and maybe there's like seven or eight listed qualities that they're looking for. And a man will look at it and say, maybe they can do three or four out of the seven. They'll be like, boom, going to apply. A female will look at it and say they can do exactly the same amount. Oh, no, 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 I, I won't. And it's, so it's really, really, really great to hear that, Jess, you do that and you will push yourself Further, yeah, I'm just a bit batshit um, <laughs> and a bit brave. Um, no, I like that, though. I just, I've always had the balls to go for more, yeah. but not everyone would. And I ironically work in recruitment and I, I have done for eight years, maybe t- nearly ten years. And that makes me feel really old, and I'm I'm not at all, so guys. Um, <laughs> I'm definitely <laughs> but ten years. I'm like that's a while. Um, and I think because I've been on the other end of reading the CVs and doing that side of it, it's such an important. You I think to know. yeah, and I've always been a recruiter that recruits, and I always say this: will over skill. So if someone's willing to learn, willing to do yes. the job, has the passion for it, I like they're going to be better, and more productive than someone who probably has all the knowledge but can't really be bothered or has done it for a long well, time. Well, has just a wants a bit more way. money. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so I've always recruited that way, and so maybe it's a double-edged sword because now I'm looking for a role. Mm. I'm like the other side of it. And I'm, it's just a weird place to be. I've never been in this position before. And I did a post of the day on Instagram about, you know, returning to work. So for those who don't know, I got made redundant whilst I was on maternity leave, towards the end of my maternity leave. And I did a post and so many women were frustrated because they were like, I've got the skills, I've got the talent, but no one's flexible. No one, you know, is family friendly and, yeah. and I don't know what to do about it. And that's so sad because coming from someone in the industry who's like you know people struggle to recruit people we're at a time where there's a massive shortage of skills and there's loads of people out here with skills but businesses aren't being flexible about it so Mm. work looks different for many people because they're struggling to find one that works for their lifestyle it's a trust thing isn't it still and i think i mean joe gave from someone in your position you took a year maternity which is incredible Mm. when you think about it for a lawyer very much probably one of the only people (laughs) that probably did it in your entire firm and I know somebody who who's lawyer and she actually was the first and set a precedent and went I'm doing this tough and by the way and she was very senior I'm going to change the entire policy for the company you have to stick your neck out and and I I think that's that's sort of what I saw of like actually there's there's a legacy here and it's not just about me and um I'm not sure I did change anything but I I certainly wanted to take the whole year off I was entitled to take the year off and I'm glad that I did because I had postnatal depression I don't think I would have been able you know I don't think I would have been in a, a 
position to go back before that point in time anyway so I think actually that that was a good thing to do but it was a it was a and I hate to use the word brave because brave could mean firefighters and soldiers and things but I think it was quite a brave decision it felt a bit ballsy at the time and certainly when I was you know I was talking to um because they, they're not allowed to ask you when you're coming back yeah. no, um but I wanted to have the conversation with my boss because I felt that actually the assumption was I was coming it was all unsaid, but, you know, the assumption was, was that I was coming back much sooner, sooner than I was going to. So I felt, actually, you know, have the conversation. Just let him know <laughs> I'm yeah. not coming back um, for for a year. And, yeah, no, it was. And then my whole, you know, my whole mindset changed absolutely massively. And then, yeah, became, set up the business, became an entrepreneur. But I remember Googling what to do after law. And I think there's a really, I think... A lot of women, hopefully, well, maybe listening, but a lot there's a lot of women out there that feel that they picked maybe a vocational profession or a profession that they've done for a long time and don't know how to leave. Like I had a great, yes. I had a great pay packet, a pension, dental, healthcare, all these lovely things, and and a career that a lot of people cut their absolute arm off to do. And I worked bloody hard for it, and mm. you know I did enjoy it. So what am I? what do you do when you start to not enjoy it and you're sort of locked in you feel like you could never leave you can't give up that will you be stupid to give up that money that status that you know recognition all that hard work and but you you know that it's not ticking all your boxes so it was an incredibly difficult thing to to walk away from um and it and yeah like I said before I had to unpick a lot of my own personality of like what am what am what am I who am I but all those things are other people's opinions aren't they status what it looks like and 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 that's like we all want you know a lot of people aspire to have lots of money but what do we want that money for to buy things so we look rich or buy Mm, things or you know you want people to believe you're a certain I don't know level of wealth and a lot of why people stay in a lot of their jobs is because of that and even as a recruiter, when I used to interview people, I'd always ask, you know, what makes you get up in the morning? Because yeah. yeah. you've got to and it's okay set your alarm it, and come here every day. And it's okay if money is that. Um, but I guess what motherhood did for me is made me realise, yeah, I've got this massive pay packet and all these wonderful benefits. But for me, my life became so much less about that. Yeah. And actually having that meant I wasn't striving for that. And actually I went, no, my life is so much more simple we well, put value on other things don't you, you and you it's to not to say balance. you know we, we obviously still need money but it was it was the level that I was at and the, the amount I felt trapped in that role and in that in that world where it all became very normal is actually no I don't I hardly spend anything and my world is just shrunk and in a lovely way mm. but it is so it feels so much bigger and yeah. in, in in I have so much more time and it's time is one of the keys it's time I think and it's it's freedom and peace as well and I think although I'm still working on all of that because then I just work really hard and get paid no money <laughs> yeah <laughs> but, it, but then you've got you've got passion and you've got time, so you can hold yeah. your time. And I think working, for, we can get into this, but I think when you work for yourself or you've got uh, multiple multiple businesses like you do, Lauren, um, knowing when to stop, knowing how to switch off is a really, 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 really key skill. You don't leave the office, no. do you? That's one Just of the things I've learned. No, you, don't, no. you don't switch off and walk out and then your work is done. Yeah. A lot of the time, you know, if you're at work, someone else will pick that up when you're on annual leave. You yeah. have an out-of-office that goes to somebody else and someone else picks up the slack. And actually, when you work for yourself, there isn't anyone 
to pick up the slack. Mm. But one of the things that came from that post I'd done was it wasn't just mums who feel that way. Um, one yes. uh, Someone messaged me and she came into my DMs and she said, you know, my husband's a soldier. He got injured. And when he came back, whilst I didn't have a child, I had to take leave to be with him. And then yeah. I wanted flexible working. I wanted, you know, my priorities changed because yes. actually whilst I wasn't caring for a child, I had to care for my husband. Mm. And I guess that does affect Absolutely. other people, you know, people who might have had a family member who's sick or poorly yep. um, and you've taken time off or Absolutely. sabbatical or, you know, time or off work. Or you've just re-evaluated your, yeah, your your, and your values you have changed. And well, yeah, absolutely. And motherhood often does that to, to, to us women, but it can, ha- it can happen, like you say, for a yeah. variety of reasons at all different stages of your life, yeah. but it's for, for me it happened when motherhood hit. But I also think there's something about possibly like being in your 30s anyway or, or, or almost there and you've done a stint of time mm. and a chunk of time and things start to become normal and then you have some space maybe to reevaluate and that can trigger a change and think actually no this isn't the direction I want to go in but that feeling of feeling trapped in it I can relate so much and I'm sure there'll be lots of people out there and I just didn't know and I felt that I couldn't do it and I would say to anybody what I wish I had known is you can do it and it is doable and what you you just your frame of reference just changes and you think you can't live off x many thousand pounds but actually you really can um and I realized that that's coming from a privileged position of having uh we're a two-parent family. You know, my husband does work. Um, but I think, but also a lot of it is me reframing the way I think about it as well. Absolutely. And me not putting so much of a value on how much I earn. But also I think you've got to think you are, obviously one, one of my businesses is in branding and I always talk about personal brand. You know, you sell yourself. So yes, you might not be working at the minute. Yes, when you made that jump, you thought, well, I haven't got the status as a lawyer. But essentially, you emphasise the bits you feel good about. Mm. You know, you create your own brand, but also you create multi-dimensional brands. So whatever you're talking about, if you're talking to one person, you emphasise this, this person, another. And I think years back, everyone would go, well, I'm, you're this, and that's all you are, and that's so what true. you sell yourself. But you know, you, you could go into one minute and say, I used to be a lawyer, you'd emphasise that. But then you go another and go, well, actually, I'm a free agent. I don't know what I'm doing. And whatever appeals. Mm. But I think I see that whenever some someone's really happy deep down whether they're a postman a lawyer whatever that's what stands out and you would have seen this just when people get interviewed where you think actually that passion and the personality shines through doesn't it and And they'll want to work hard I think a lot of I like that will not the skills yeah will over skill it it makes a massive difference and you open up your pool of candidates huge and I'm talking like proper work style but also I think part of why people feel trapped is because we are conditioned to believe work starts at nine and finishes at five you have to go to an office to work Work, all of these things that they don't do in many other countries, or some countries yeah, have got it, you know, flex yeah. working down to tea. So people feel trapped because of that, because you go into this one office and you do the same thing every day. Mm. And actually, would people be in love with their jobs if they had more flexibility with hours they yes. worked or where they worked? Mm. And actually, it's not sometimes the content or what they actually yeah. do, and it's more to do with the fact that they're stuck in this routine yeah. and everything yeah, is the corporate exact, machine. The absolutely, corporate and we're conditioned to believe that that's what you do. You go to you go to school, you go to work, you, you mm. know, go to uni, and then you go to work and then that's what it all looks like yeah. for everyone. Um, but passion's different for different people. Mm. So I, one of the, my job before was in food manufacturing. Um, so I looked after the recruitment for that and people worked in the factory and some people would be like, I'd never work in a factory, that's ridiculous. And there were some people in there who adored what they did and took such pride in what they did and they got up every day and they were excited even though their shift started at like 4am and I'd be like, oh my gosh, you are kidding me. But that's such a joy to see they're and they're happy and that's mm, what life's for about for them. And I think it's the assumptions people make about what makes people happy and what, what 
things should look like and how life should look for should, people. Should, it's that should word it's again. It's the should. And we are, we all go, we don't give a shit what people think. We do, let's yeah. be honest. And you're never fully shaked off and that does, it does play into it. And I was going to ask you, so what, what is your plan, if anything? I mean, do you, are you... <laughs> I'm like laughing, I'm like, okay. <laughs> if anything. No, but you know, in all seriousness, you, you, you've come from that desk-based job. Obviously, yeah. you're doing very well from what I can see on Instagram, which I know you mentioned on a previous podcast, you didn't think you could make money out of it. Yeah. You are... But I think with Instagram, it's that sketchy side of one day it could be amazing, the next day it could be nothing. You yeah, know? and it's that I don't like the idea of... No, I don't want to say people who do ads all the time sell their soul. But, mm. you know, I'm very funny about brands that I work with. I want to work with people I really believe in. And there isn't mm. going to be every brand under the mm. sun that wants to work with you and not every brand that you want to work with. So I don't want to particularly go down that route. Would I go back into the corporate world? Probably. I think when I write down things that I really want from life or things that make me happy, it's just travel and the kids. And so my mindset now is not necessarily where can I go? It's more how can I get these things and what's going to enable me to do that yeah. Um, so yeah that was just a really fluffed up way of saying I don't know I don't know it's okay and I've do, I mean I've been blagging it for years essentially not knowing where my next bit of dosh is going to come from and I think one thing that actually I didn't have for years and this plays into my relationship plays in many areas is that I didn't know what my values were yeah. and I think this really matters when it comes to careers I you think know it, I think what it, are your non-negotiables as well because you have yeah. about I had about five or six it was like security stability trust honesty which are quite relationship specific but you can look about look at it in in terms of the relationship with your boss with your job what are your non-negotiables? Absolutely. And I think, just yeah. to interrupt you there, but I think it's such an important point, is we were talking in our last episode about goals and resolutions, and I think you've got to go back a step and look at your values before you can even think about what your goals and your you know, your resolutions or whatever, whatever you want to call them is. You've got to go right back to what's your purpose, what's your value, and it's the same as if in your relationship and also in your, in your career. Mm. And that helps you work out, OK, my value is, you know, this is what I really want in in life and this is where I want to go and if it's not so much on the money it's more on the time that's going to be massive and that'll be different for everyone I at my events I always tell this story when I a couple of years ago worked at a place where my boss was awful absolutely awful to me um didn't value me as an employee she was really just a bit of a bitch Mm. Um, hope you're not listening I hope she is hi hun how are you babe Um, and I an agency rung me a recruitment agency rung me and asked me you know what my salary was and stuff and I told him and he was like okay what what do you think your value is and I was like what do you mean and he was like what do you think you're worth he goes that's what she thinks that's what that business deems your salary worth or your job role worth but what do you think you're worth and I was like I don't know, man. Triple it. Like, yeah. But I, do you know what? I was like, okay. So I gave him a figure um, and I went with it and I landed a job 15 grand more. A wow. Year than the job yeah. that I had. Um, oh, and so I've just been made redundant from. But anyway. Uh, <laughs> I but, just sold yourself. But no, I, I got that much of a job and I never would have done that had he not asked me that question. Oh, that's so clever, isn't it? So, and I thought about it and I thought, well, actually, I work this many hours and I do this much and I am worth more. And if I got paid this much, I'd be able to have this much freedom and I'd be able to do this and I'd be able to do that and I went with it and so I always say to people don't necessarily put your worth on what others deem your value to be because it's different for everyone isn't it I don't particularly value a Gucci bag because I'm not really into Gucci but that might be someone's thing you know but I and what do you have to do to get get so the value for that for someone else is someone I read a book where they said if you had a watch um 
it might be worth £100. But if that watch was broken, it might be worth £50. Mm. But if that watch was broken and it used to be owned by Michael Jackson, it would be <laughs> I'd worth... I'd rather not wear no, it, no, thanks. But, but it would be worth millions. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Value is just... <laughs> value is dependent, isn't it? it it's complete. It is. Or if you, it was gifted by somebody dear to you. It, yeah. it, it could be a million things. So it would be different for everyone yeah. else. So it's well worth asking that question to yourself. Like you say, what do you think your value is what do you think you're worth and and understanding your skills skills are transferable people fear so much if I'm stuck in a career or an industry mm, that's, that's all I can I do thought. and I'm like oh my gosh I, I, I can't <laughs> remember what program it was and it was a mum who went for a job and they didn't give it to her because she'd been like she'd been off and she had this it, it was a film or something and she argued with the guy and she said pulled out the job spec and she was like organisational skills I've got six kids tell me I can't organise them you know discipline and she yeah. went through and it was like all those skills from being a mum were transferable, transferable into this I think it was a PA job yeah. but, and she was like I can do this job with my eyes closed yeah. because although I might not have done it in this environment it's so, I am everything you're so right and I remember doing basically I did a law degree because I didn't really know what to do with my life and I knew I was clever and I was like right let's just do it and also it was a bit of like prove everybody wrong because I do mm. come across a bit of a ditzy blonde so I was like okay I'm going to do a law degree to stick my two fingers up to the world so even at that stage I was like oh, I'm going to prove everyone wrong and I thought I don't I don't really know where this is going to go for me it's just a good solid degree Mm. and I could go anywhere with it and only because then I just got trapped in the path of like oh you have to apply for internships because you're in a second year law student okay I'll do that not thinking about it then oh you've got that so you have to try apply for a training contract because you're a second or third year whatever it was got a training contract oh well I'll do my training contract because I've got given it by this massive like firm they're really great I'd be silly to not do it so I trained and I was like well when I qualify I can decide whether I want to do it or something else obviously I qualify get given a nice big wonderful job at the end of the two years do that for like however many years and that's only then when motherhood I was like oh I only ever did this to start with the law degree because I thought it was quite a good sounding board to maybe become a business person or entrepreneur or to do something else and I thought it had a it, it would give open doors and where I found myself was really trapped but actually I wasn't it has been and this is what you were saying like it actually has been really transferable and all of that and I don't see it as a regret I don't think oh I wish I hadn't done that because I don't think I could be doing what I'm doing now or have done what I've just done without all of that and it was wonderful training and grounding and just so many so many transferable skills but when I was right in the thick of it I was like oh god I don't have anything other than law all I can do is law and that's all I've done for all this amount of time and the more time that you add to it the further the more trapped you feel and the more you've only got worth in that world where you don't and there's a lot of I think in certain careers a lot of the direction is mapped out for you. As yes. you say, you do this, oh, you do this, year, you do this. So it's almost yeah. like the army. Like every year you become more qualified, you get paid more. You've got a very, very clear path oh. and hierarchy to partnership. You know exactly where you are. You know exactly where everybody else is. No one can helicopter in through merit. No one can suddenly, everybody earns their stripes, earns their up. time, moves up. And it's it's a year, it's a time served Industry. It's Which exactly like the then army, you chuck basically. in motherhood and you go, oh, oh, I've just spent X years and now I'm going to come out back, and then I'm, can I go slide back in or have I got, am I going to go down again? And I just I think yes. it's broken that world yeah, bluntly. I've and got a lot to say about this. Yeah, and I do think that there's very some fundamental 
difficulties with the way that is all set up. Yeah. Um, but that goes right down to, I mean, we will not talk about it all on this episode, but it goes right down to like how lawyers build their time, which is in six minute increments Madness. and how you have to be in the office as time served for the amount of value that you're put on you presenteeism. and yeah. loads, of, loads of industries are like that aren't yeah. they because one of one of the things on the post was, I had a legal there was a legal secretary commenting saying you know it's so hard um, and people just saying you know how do I go back people openly saying they lie on their CV about their gaps about maternity leave oh. because they don't want employers to look at that and think that that's a downside which is just insane but that's the reality and you know um, Jolie from Pregnant Then Screwed um, says a brilliant line and she says I've had a baby not a lobotomy and it's so true and you have haven't you, you know, I've not lost my ability to recruit good talent for the business just because I've been off for, for exactly. nine months with a baby yes my head is filled with Peppa Pig and Paw Patrol and but if I see another you find you got squishy, so, lose my mind. Sorry to interrupt you, but like, didn't you find you got so much more efficient, efficient. as a mum oh, when you went back? Completely, you smashed yeah. things out, and you know you recognise you, you recognise the value of time when you're trying to get yeah. a child to sleep, and you get <laughs> one hour exactly, if not less. You will sweat the hell. Oh, oh yes, I know. Are Hello, you? Are we talking about you? Oh, yeah. She's like, I don't sleep. What are you on about? Um, but I think there's also a fundamental flaw about how people apply for jobs. I think it's so archaic that you submit two, three pages of text. How can I smell and sense your personality? And I think in the future, we'll we'll apply via videos and films. And there'll be no such thing as a CV because then people will go, I'm going to go on the person and then listen to everything. I've always recruited, which is why I recruit Willow Skill, because I've always said I don't like CVs, which is such a weird thing to say Mm. when you've worked in recruitment for so long. But I just, you can have a really great CV and a really shit person turn up at the interview who has no idea what they're talking about, has lied their way through it. Or you have someone who can't write a CV, has no idea what they're writing, turns up, and they're absolutely perfect for the business, yeah. for the role, for the values of the company. Person and first. so, yeah, I just don't, I don't believe in them. Um, but I hope things change. You know, you've got Anna Whitehouse, Mother Pucker, doing amazing things about flexible working, re-educating businesses. Um, you've got people like Jolie from Pregnant and Screwed, really trying to educate people on what the options are. Um, and maybe, maybe this is where I should be taking my next step yes. is using sure. that recruitment mm. knowledge. Yeah. And, I'm really trying to help because it, it is so I was so frustrated with the comments on the post about people who were engineers female engineers people with these incredible skills yeah. who were going well they wouldn't sh- wouldn't change my shift for 45 minutes so yeah. I couldn't do it because I couldn't do the nursery run and you're like what? That's ridiculous and, and I think I think this is my prediction for the future if we can start to get uh, employers focusing on life events and how that impacts your career, not just the, the only life, major life event being motherhood or fatherhood. Because you think about what the policies are built around at the moment. Yeah. So having a baby. What about somebody who's, you know, got somebody who's suffering with mental health that they have to care for? Absolutely. Or somebody who's got long term sickness? Yeah. Like the lady or, whose husband was a soldier. You know, Absolutely. so you then have more emphasis, you sort of spread the emphasis on life events full stop and how companies can help people Treating at different people stages. As humans. As, as, humans. as, as life throws us curveballs which is what this whole podcast is about about how employers fit into that and what they do and how they how they adapt around their people rather than being like okay they've got some sort of issue whatever it might be let's 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 manage them out of the situation richard branson says look after your employees and they'll look after your business and that's so so much more motivated when it's a great employer absolutely and when people feel valued they'll be more productive it's just like basic it's It's just so it's so we've solved it ladies we've We've solved it it's a fear (laughs) thing isn't it and it's that fear of you know if i give and look there are always people people in life you give them an inch they'll take a mile but you have to give people the opportunity 
and then assess it afterwards rather than let's not do it just in case. It's never going to work, is it? I think this has been a brilliant brilliant podcast i will come back there's so well, much more we've got to, to say i think there? we've got to and i think we've got to bring in maybe some experts for this one yeah and try and really unpick it because there's all sorts there's all sorts going on here there's lots of issues with the career but yeah the one thing that i wish i'd known is that your career is long and it can change yeah. what about you girls just I mean I just blagged my way through it. I left school at 16 so um, and my, my mantra's always been look have a go and that has been what I've done and I haven't done too badly and I'll continue doing that so have a go and if you can't do it fine at least you had a go so that that's my thing that I suppose I know but I have to remind myself all the time that go on just have a go what's the worst that can happen and I hope people take something out of that what about you I think mine is the transferable skills that actually you might have been locked into an industry but it's about you and what you're capable of doing and you yeah yeah Bella Um, she's like rooting for me I feel like okay she's either rooting for me or doing a poo I'm not really (laughs) sure which right now um, but I'm gonna go with the first um but yeah I think that your skills are transferable and actually be a bit more creative about how you can work your life. You don't have to do the traditional nine to five. No. You don't have to do what's expected of you. Um, and just be a bit more creative, a bit open-minded. Brilliant. Well, I think that's probably all we've got time for today. But thank you so much for listening to the What I Wish I'd Known podcast. We say this every time, but we'd absolutely love you to rate, review and subscribe on iTunes or wherever you get your podcast from because it really helps other people find us um, and boosts us in the chart. You can also contact us via our website, which is whatiwishidknown.co.uk. And yeah, please don't forget to share, tell your friends. And we're passionate about sharing stories and making real positive change. Bye. 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 Bye.